I spent the last five years learning about copywriting, sales funnels, and lead generation. And I've used that knowledge to set up automated funnels that generate new leads for my business every single day. And now I'm going to use that experience to create a million dollar business helping other business owners and entrepreneurs generate leads using sales funnels. How will I do it from the ground up without any kind of funding or debt? Well, this podcast is going to chronicle the journey so you can follow along. I'm going to share my business experience, advice, and strategies for creating an online empire. My name is Sean Bailey, and this is the Certified Funnel Expert Podcast. Hey there, Sean Bailey. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Another exciting day in the life of Sean Bailey. And I will tell you why. Because uh, this method, as far as reaching out to people, um, starting conversations, offering to fill content gaps. um, Yeah, I've only reached out to a few people. And a lot of stuff has been jumping off here. So now I've got a full-blown live presentation booked for... Uh, a couple weeks from now, so I worked on my presentation a little bit last night, uh, kind of getting all the slides done and everything like that, and uh, still got a little bit more to do in regards to it, but I uh, made some headway on it, so it's a fine line, I don't want to go and um, have this be like, you know, two hours of content or something like that, um, you know, I just basically want to just go and, you know, try to give as much as possible, not overwhelm people, and uh, just make it, like, you know, really good. So the great thing is, is that I can be able to go and promote my own product um, at the end of the presentation. And what I'll be covering with them is basically the 10 objections that people have when it comes to Um, purchasing from you and how to overcome those. So, you know, like that's 10 information points on there. If each slide has like, say, you know, two items in regards to, or each point has two slides in regards to each item of those 10, you know, like things start to add up. So basically what that means is I'm going to put everything together and then do like a test run and kind of record it, time it, see how long it goes to do all of the presentation and then go from there. So it's, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a mini webinar essentially is what's going on. And the great news is that I've done webinars in the past. I've created webinars for people and, uh, I'm pretty stoked to do this. Um, and I don't need to think that, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a natural, easy peasy. I love getting in front of strangers and talking about stuff. Like, yeah, I get anxiety when it comes to this type of thing. If I think about it too long, um, <clears throat> there's plenty of ways to, get, you know, overthink things and get nervous and do that. But you know what? Like, I've, I've had things go, like, not well before. And it doesn't, the, like, the thought of that doesn't really bother me. Like, I'll tell you a quick story. The first webinar I ever put on, uh, I was settling in at my desk. Everything's all good. I got my headphones on. Everything's all all good to go. I'm ready. You know, um, I only had like three people show up for the webinar. So I was like, okay, well, it kind of sucks. But you know what? I'm just, I'm going to do it anyways. That was the advice that I got. I was like, even if, you know, even if nobody shows up, just do it anyways because it's good practice and you can put your webinar on. So, 
the clock hits the top of the hour, I get to my start time there, so I'm like, okay, dive into my webinar and start my presentation. About a minute or two minutes into the presentation, two other people drop off the webinar. I'm like, oh man. Another, the third person stayed on for about 10 minutes and they dropped off too. And I'm like, what? Oh man, this sucks. So I keep going. I do my entire webinar. It takes about 45 minutes to do the whole thing. And then finally it gets done. And I look down at my, my headphones. There's like a little, a little, I don't know, like a little thing of buttons on my headphones. And the buttons are like to increase the volume, decrease the volume. And one of the buttons is to mute the microphone. So when I had been like kind of settling in, getting into place, getting ready to go on this webinar, I don't know, my leg or my arm or something like that, hit that mute button. So there was no sound. So the people who were on the webinar, all they saw was like some slides changing and no sound. No one's talking. Nothing's coming out. So like how... (laughs) How, how lame is that? You know, like just a simple technical error like that. And then, uh, you know, that was my, that was my first webinar. Um, so that was, you know, total fail. But here's the thing is that I could have been like, oh man, this sucks. Webinars, it's, you know, bad experience. So I'm just going to give up and not do this anymore. Right? I went back, I think I did that same webinar like a week later just to make sure that I could like get it right, you know what I mean? And just like overcome that that silly thing. So like every other time I did a presentation, I'm always like check, check, check in advance, you know, making sure I can see the le- the sound levels coming through, check that little button on the controls on my headphones there to make sure that that mute button hasn't been hit. So you just learn from those experiences, you know, like it's, things are going to happen. I'll tell you an even better story. Um, about a guy who was doing a similar type of thing, putting on a webinar, and uh, he was, uh, of course, like the administrator of the webinar or host or whatever, right? So he's doing the presentation, and then there's a guy on the webinar who's like kind of being like a jerk, basically being like a bit of a heckler. So the guy putting on the webinar is like, okay, enough of this heckler. You know what? Uh, Because I'm the host... I'm going to boot him off the webinar. So I guess he was a little unfamiliar with the operation of the controls and, and doing that type of thing. So instead of booting the guy off the webinar, the guy went and made the heckler the host of the webinar by accident. And then the heckler booted the original host off the webinar. Like, I don't think I can think of anything more mortifying or horrible than that. Right? Like, if that kind of thing would happen to me, I don't know. Maybe I would have given up. But uh, this guy didn't. Kept doing his presentation. You know, did more presentations in the future future, and made a bunch of money. Sold his product and things went well. And just, you know, like overcame a bad experience. But, you know, like... <laughs> so having your microphone accidentally muted, that's definitely a lot better than, you know promoting someone who's being a jerk on your webinar and having them boot you off your own webinar. So, so there's (laughs) things are definitely going to happen, but you just got to kind of like, you know what I mean? Just be able to laugh at certain stuff and just go with the flow. So (laughs) that one's still one of my favorite stories of all time, that poor dude in his webinar, but 
So, so yeah, that's what's going on as far as uh, making the presentation for this uh, for this live presentation that I'll be doing in a couple weeks. Um, I've had people. I've been reaching out to people as far as like, hey, do you need some, you know, some email copywriting? And instead of just being like everyone else who's like, hey, I'm a copywriter, I can write emails, that kind of thing. Um, it's the way that I'm kind of positioning myself and framing it. A lot of people have email lists and, you know, they'll send out some emails. Uh, they'll have like an email sequence. And once they kind of run through their initial email sequence, then things go quiet. You know, maybe they'll send out a few broadcasts, but they won't consistently engage with their list. So what I'm offering them is a what's called a subscriber reviver sequence. So it's basically kind of like brings them back around, you know, reintroduces yourself to them and, you know, gets them moving towards your next, you know, whatever campaign, thing that you want to sell, product, that could, that type of thing. So that's kind of what I was, you know, positioning or um offering to people as far as being a little bit different than traditional, just like, hey, I'll write some emails for you. So I've had a few people get back to me as far as, um, like, they're like, yeah, like, I'm not so interested in the email thing, but like, can you do this for me? And it's like, well, yeah, I can actually. Uh, One person wants kind of like um, their webinar redone. And this other person has been asking about sales funnels. So it's crazy how much things can go from feast to famine, but I'm still more than anything interested in borrowing other people's audiences, like getting this presentation nailed down and really good, and then just doing it like once a week, doing it for different audiences, and then just letting that, you know, letting that person's audience consume the content, go check out my stuff, become a part of it. And, and, you know, getting essentially, you know, free traffic. Because all I got to do is just kind of show up, talk about what I know and love. And, and this person gets, you know, like an expert on their channel, on their podcast, on their, on their Facebook group. And I get to promote my stuff and hopefully make sales. So, and if I don't make sales, well, then I guess there's a problem with the offer. So, <laughs> that's easy enough to address and fix after the fact. So, but for most people, their biggest gripe is traffic. I need more traffic. Traffic. How do I get traffic? And this is how you get traffic. There's people out there who've done the work, who have these audiences. Some are big, some are medium, some are, are small. Try to find the ones that are, you know, all three. Because people with small audiences, they want to grow their audiences. And if they have an expert on and they have awesome content, that's going to help them out. You know, people with medium or big audiences, maybe they put out a lot of content and they're like, you know, they don't, they don't got a lot of ideas left. They're like, they would love a break from that type of thing, having to think up content to put out. They'd love to be able to... You know, have somebody come along who's an expert in something who's going to drop something really awesome that they can promote to their audience. So it's just really a win-win situation. I'm more than anything, I'm just disappointed that it's taken me this long to come around and actually, you know, take those first few steps forward and uh, start this. But of course, you know, it's one of those things that, like, as soon as I did, 
now it's like, you know, not only does it work, it works quite well. So I'm excited and it's going really good and I'm going to keep talking about it and telling you about it and letting you know, you know, how to do the same, how to duplicate uh, this type of thing. So, so borrowing other people's audiences or Dream 100, however you want to look at it, um, it, so far it's working really good and it's, it's the kind of thing where you just got to do it in phases, right? Cause it can feel a little overwhelming when you're like, Oh my God, a list of a hundred people, not that hard. Cause between like Facebook groups, podcasts, blogs, right? Um, YouTube channels, right? So that's like four, four methods right there. If you can go and find 25 people per media channel like that, boom, there's your 100, right? And you don't have to sit down and be like, oh my God, I got to message 100 people in a day. Like, nah, don't do that. Just do five. And if you're really fast and you got time, do 10, right? You do 10 a day in 10 days, boom, you've gone through 100 and here's the thing. You're going to have you're going to have people that get back to you and are like, this sounds awesome, let's do this. And there's lots of different ways to do it as far as, you know, like filling content gap. I like to, I like, you know, teaching stuff and I like explaining things to people when it comes to funnels and copywriting and making sales. But it could be just a straight up like partnership. They're like, hey, you've got a huge audience here. I've got this awesome product I think your audience would love. If you could promote it to your audience here... We can, you know, we can split the, split the sales, 50-50. All you have to do is send out a couple of emails that I'm going to write up and send, you know, like give to you to send out. And you essentially make money for hitting send a few times, right? So they get paid. They don't have to do anything other than promote some awesome stuff to their audience. You get customers for free because you didn't have to do, you know, you didn't have to go buy traffic or do anything like that. And if you're like, well, but I have to give away half the money. Yup. Yup, you do. And I say go 50-50. Some people are like, oh, I'll go 60-40. You know, 60 for me, 40 for the for the partner. Like, don't even. Just give them 50% of it and, you know, be laughing all the way to the bank. Because, you know, they're sharing their huge audience with you. And you're getting you know, customers without having to really do much. So it is an awesome, awesome relationship. It's a great way to do things. And I'm a big fan of it, even though it's only been going on for a few days. But guess what? There's going to be a lot more of it going on, and I'll be talking a lot more about it. So to go out and start borrowing some audiences, go make your list. Find people who have similar audiences to what you're, you know, what you're involved in. And then just reach out to them. They're like, hey, I can provide some awesome content. I've got a presentation that's about this. You know, would your audience be interested in that? And if you have to read, if you reach out to them once and they say no, that's good. No is just a yes that hasn't been said yet. If they say nothing, if they just completely ghost you and don't say anything back to you, that's, right, like that's 
the, the worst that can happen. If they say no, then you can just like reach out to them next week and be like, hey, I know that you said no in regards to this, but you know, I feel like this would be a really good fit for your audience. I think it would really dig it and you know, just kind of keep going after them. Find out why they don't want to. Why? They don't want awesome content. They don't want to give back to their audience. They don't want to make for you know money just for promoting your your awesome product. Like, just keep working on them. One of the best examples of this is uh, when Russell Brunson talks about like you know who would be a, you know on his Dream One Hundred list who would be like an awesome person to promote his stuff. And he talked about. Um, uh, what's his name? The guru, Tony Tony Horton, is that his name? And I mean, that guy's got an audience of millions of people, right? And to have that guy, like, you know, when he probably first reached out to me, he was like, "Who's this Russell dude?" But he kept at it, you know. Kept trying to contact him, kept messaging him, kept working on him, and eventually he did. Like, imagine that. Millions? Imagine somebody who has an audience of a million people. They reach out to their audience and are like, yeah, you should go check out this guy, Russell. It's, his stuff's really audio, uh, really awesome. And he reaches out to his audience of, you know, a million people. And let's just say, like, I don't know, 1% of his audience goes and buys. 10,000 customers in one shot? Like, that's major, Right? And that's why you do this type of thing. So once you start doing this and seeing the power of it, you're going to be a believer. I promise you. So get out there and go make your list of people with audiences and get after it. I'll see you in the next episode. Out. Here's a warning for you. Don't try to sell anything online until you hear these three facts. Fact number one, if your stuff isn't selling, it's probably because your sales copy sucks. And here's why. If you're not a copywriter, trying to write sales copy that converts is going to be rough. Which takes us to fact number two. Don't hire a copywriter and make the same $2,000 mistake that I made. See, way back early on in my journey, I had a product that I wanted to sell, but I wasn't a copywriter and I didn't know how to write sales copy, so I went out and I hired one. Or so I thought. See, what I got back was barely what I would call sales copy. And the worst part is, is that the sales letter cost me $2,000, which was now gone, and I didn't make any sales of my product. So I vowed from that day, I would never pay for crappy sales copy again. Which takes us to fact number three. Becoming a good copywriter is long, boring, expensive, and you can take this shortcut instead. You see, it takes four and a half feet of books, 10,000 hours spent practicing, and over $10,000 invested into trainings, courses, and eBooks about copywriting. Do you consider reading old sales letters and get this, copying them out by hand, the same sales letter multiple times to be the way that you'd like to spend your time? Because that's how you get really good at copywriting. Trust me, I know the price. But you get to skip all that because you can just take the shortcut and go directly to how to generate the words that sell your stuff in less time than it takes to brew a pot of coffee without all the books, courses, and thousands of dollars of investment. Now I'm talking about funnel scripts, because if you're trying to sell something and it's not selling so good, it's probably your sales copy. I want you to remember this story. One of my mentors, Jim Edwards, was trying to sell a product. He had his traditional sales letter, he had his headline at the top, and then all of his sales copy underneath that detailing the problem, the product, and how it was the solution to everyone's problem. 
and he started running some traffic to his sales letter, but nothing was happening. He wasn't making any sales. So, so for most of us, we could have thought, oh, was it the product? Maybe they don't like the offer. Maybe I need to tear everything down and start from scratch. But Jim realized when it comes to good sales copy, 80% of the people reading your sales letter are going to stop if the headline isn't effective. So all he did was go, create a new headline, swapped it out on his sales letter, sent some more traffic, and the sales started rolling in. Now the great thing is, is when you go and invest in funnel scripts, I'm gonna give you some kick-ass bonuses to show you how to use funnel scripts to pay for funnel scripts using my funnel scripts side hustle bonus. I know, crazy, right? Just go over to seanbaylay.com forward slash fast track and you can see what I'm talking about. You'll get access to funnel scripts and all of your bonuses today and I will see you inside.